Peace, family. Welcome to another episode of Fresh Pharaoh Entertainment. We're your host. I'm Horace the Pharaoh. It's the light, Don the Ascended. And your boy, Amun Rod the God. Back at you with another banger for the people. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hope y'all enjoyed our last episode for the first month of the season. We're going to continue bringing information, knowledge, and light, all that. And as you read the title, this episode is about the, I guess we could say, for lack of a better terms, the uh, occult theism, uh, Gnosticism, and seeing how um, well the Baphomet episodes have been doing and seeing how that's our biggest episode, we guessing that you will all enjoy this episode just as much because all of this uh, kind of ties in well and well, especially for where like the symbolism or the actual image from where the Baphomet came from. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's like the, the uh, duality of everything. Facts. That, that concept was... Uh one of the most prevalent that I noticed doing my research. And, you know, just to start off, I feel like Gnosticism is kind of, the information within Gnosticism, I feel like kind of helps men turn to gods. Like, there are certain things that you can do to, like, okay, awaken yourself, but there are certain things that separate, you know what I'm saying? That kind of, in terms of spirituality, I mean, like, the information that was held into a lot of Gnostic texts and Mm -hmm. information that's being displayed, the uh, type of thinking is uh, it's no you're no longer concentrated with human thought. You know what I'm saying? You're mm-hmm. elevating it to the next level because everything about Gnosticism revolves around the soul, understanding the soul, and finding out your true self. And so, uh, and that's something they uh they call it uh mutant thought, right? When you're talking about Gnosticism, which mm. I think which is also known as the original thought, which immediately makes me think of like the X-Men, right? And how, you know, Stan Lee based them off of black people because, and there's no such thing as coincidences. So mm-hmm. it's just funny enough. What's the goal of, there's two sides when it comes to mutants, right? So what's the uh, two ideological ideologies they have in the movies, the comics, the shows? What are they always fighting about? It's either they going to coexist with the humans or they going to exterminate them. Right, it's either Magneto wants to be homo. He says we're homo superior. Professor X is always saying be with it. Those two, I think, are allegorical towards what Gnosticism is trying to teach you about mutant thought in the sense that Professor X is telling you, oh, we can be one with the humans with how we, even though we are genetically different. Mm -hmm. But uh, Magneto is telling you, no, our thought, well, in in the sense of the comics, our biological and genetics puts us as homo superior. We literally are above them based upon our genetics. So if you translate the word genetics to thought, how they, how he thinking, how he moving is what sets them apart. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's an interesting thought. I think like that, right? And so, uh, it's essentially the, the whole process of mutant thought, what we can call it, is just a simply counter humanity. So, everyone who loves Earth and everything we see it, uh, we see it is still a prison, right? So, imagine a world where a deity rules rules over you, and tells you to abide by this or that and that way if you don't you can go to hell or heaven and that doesn't even uh like that wouldn't even that means this world here wouldn't even be paradise if there's so much that we find wrong with it or certain rules we gotta abide by to where that can dictate where you go after this wouldn't be the paradise that's spoken of that everyone likes to see earth as or that's they're trying to make earth as does that make sense mm-hmm like crazy, Earth is like a prison, a self-created prison. 
right? And if you think about it, think about it. When we're all born, we have no idea how we got here, right? Yeah. All we know is that we came from a womb. We don't know why we're here. We don't know your purpose, right? That sounds like a prison. And it's very similar because if you watch movies like, um, you see it in Maze Runner, Divergent, Hunger Games, everybody's trying to understand why is everything like how it is. And what's, and, but the people, there's always a few people that stray and ask those questions. And when they realize they're in the prison, what's the first thing they do when they realize they're in the prison? They try to escape. Try to break oh. out, right? Mm-hmm. And so the same consciousness works the same way. I think that's what Gnosticism is trying to display. That mm-hmm. if you realize, if you, and this really goes to people that like to say, you know, they're enlightened, this, yada, yada. If you're aware that you're in the prison, why try to make the prison comfortable? That that corresponds to a lot of different texts I ever read on where like I remember one was like, you know, of course when you're born, you're cold, you're scared, you're confused, everything's dark, and everything else was just everything since man has evolved over time has been created to make this existence more comfortable. That's why I feel like you were saying this realm was very materialistic, and you say agnostics are against like all material things. Like in, in this entire material world is just mm-hmm. you said like you said, a prison. Right. And it's about really a celebration of like, okay, Gnostics believe that the celebration isn't about going anywhere, but it's realizing that this is not the end goal. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think this is very prevalent because, you know, like post 2020, that was the end of the age of Pisces going into the age of Aquarius. And so the age of Pisces dealt with a lot of logic and reasoning. But when you leave that, go to the age of Aquarius, it means knowledge. People started to challenge things, challenge concepts, gain knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Start mm-hmm. to challenge everything that goes up. And it's not necessarily about whether it's right or wrong or true or not, but it's merely the fact that you can ask questions, right? Mm-hmm. Because the age of Pisces, everyone went along with what people was telling you. Oh, okay, that sound right. Yeah, that sound about right. He said it. it came from this person. That's cool. Because if you think about it, on this, if everybody's here on this earth, on this prison, right? It wouldn't make sense to have a idol or a role model because they here too. Mm-hmm. Right? And so the Gnostics also would say that they, they said uh specifically in their te- in their text, they would say um the earth is a bowl of water. Or so we could just say a fishbowl, right? Okay. And so once you gain consciousness, and we know consciousness can also be considered light. You can now leave the bowl. The problem is that when people, some people get like they trap the light in the bowl with themselves. So I asked the question, what's the point for you gain from being like the smartest fish in the bowl? Because you're still in the bowl at the end of the day. Oh, I like that. Right? So you cool. got four fish in the bowl and you be like, man, y'all crazy. Y'all niggas stupid. We in the bowl. But you ain't never tried to get out the bowl. You just cool with knowing you in the bowl. Okay. And so, so, and so, this is where you get into them hotep ass niggas, right? Them hotep mm-hmm. niggas. <laughs> so they be saying shit just because it sounds good, right? They say it, but then you realize, well, what have you done to get? All right, if this is all bullshit, what you, what have you done to get out of here? What have you done to prepare yourself for when you leave? Because that's the real question. So many people say, ah, this is a simulation. This is a reality. Well, how are you preparing yourself for when you get out of simulation? Because mm-hmm. Neo wasn't prepared when he left the Matrix. He was not ready for what he saw. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Ooh. That's also a form of making it more comfortable to feel like to get that right. get that attention and praise from your peer. That's a form of you know makes it more comfortable existence because no one wants to feel like they're the dumbest fish in the bowl. Like, right, right, and see that's where you have people like trapping the light, so they be trying to convince the other fish. No, nah, bro, we are in a bowl. 
we are in the bowl. So then, you, so then, okay, now y'all all on one accord. We are in the bowl. So now you just running around saying we in the bowl, but it doesn't change the bowl you still into. You know what I'm they, saying? They go ask, how are you out the bowl now? But like, I, I expect to get this far. Like, I just know we in the bowl. Let's just let's put it just on a theory. Uh, let's just say flat Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Out of nowhere. Let's just say 2015, 2014, niggas started talking about flat earth, flat earth, this, flat earth, that. The point I think that was to be made was not whether it's flat or not. It's the fact that people were questioning it, right? Because it, it just showed that people were no longer subjected to, well, you've been saying this. What if this is not the case? And I asked, what would you think people would do if, if let's just say it happened to be a flat earth? Mm-hmm. What do you think people going to do? People going to try to find a way off this motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause like I said, they've been there this whole time. It's been flat this whole time. You just thought it was around, like so. What you gonna do now? So, so and you will begin to question everything. So, mm-hmm. but like I said, you have the difference to people that are aware that still choose to be comfortable with it. Because it's funny, because it's developed as humans think we are. We still resort to animalistic tactics. And oh, what I mean by that is like all an animal wants to do is be is survive and be comfortable, right? <laughs> survive and reproduce, yes. Right? Because a monkey gonna try to find the best tree with the most bananas, right? <laughs> we doing the same we doing the same thing, but we coded by thinking, oh, well, we got some form of consciousness, so we must be okay then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We must be different. Tricked us into thinking that we're something unlike everything around us. That's 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 why I feel like. Oh, are you, are you still going? They're literally doing the same shit as every other animal, just with a couple extra steps in between. And I think we call it, and see that's where the ego plays. We said the ego's only goal is to survive. To survive. That's why the ego telling you, "I'm bigger than that bear," because I was managed to kill that bear. But still, at the same time, a bear can still run up in your house and kill you with ease. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, like a side note, you th- you think animals got ego? Like, animals or, have- or they be fighting off of just straight like instincts. Like I feel like I don't seen a bunch of fights on nature documentaries where a, a smaller bear will pull up to the the biggest, most well known bear in the forest and still won't smoke just because they trying to take over. Like is that ego or is that just pure animalistic instinct? Like that's the best. Uh, distance possible and well, i got it like i would say here's why i say it wouldn't be ego i couldn't i can't speak to that wholly so don't go based off when i say this is just how i feel i feel like because let's say you look at like chimp like uh chimpanzees and gorillas a gorilla could know who's head of charge but still be like man i'm gonna still take this dude on because if i win i'm now in charge and that gorilla that's in charge is still gonna fight the other gorilla as if he's a threat. He ain't gonna. They never underestimate their opponent. Mm-hmm. So that's- wouldn't that mean like, cause if the gorilla was that's on top, is egotistical, he probably wouldn't need sweat, homie. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. See, I'm from like, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Cause for example, like for example, in Lion King, like you know how Scar. Scar definitely wanted to lead over Mufasa, but he wasn't dumb enough. Like he know that Mufasa's stronger, so like he was, he know he he's aware of that, like the physical dominance of the other one. But he believes like he he's not he 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 should be in his place. If that makes sense. And I've definitely seen like the smaller creatures. Like, have you ever seen a um a honey badger take on like a, like some lions? Oh yes, yes, bro. Like that lion has definitely got you by like some fifty to hundred pounds, and you still like back off or else I'll fuck you up, little nigga. Like. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think 
when you get into like ego of animals, I think it gets specific. For all we know, it could be another human soul reincarnated into that animal now, and it might have carried over some of those same. Yeah, I feel like that's what I was looking insinuating, like just a little side thought. Maybe more human than we thought. See, yeah, we, I would say like, I feel like mm-hmm. humans are more animalistic than we thought. Shit, going the other way too. And maybe it's so animalistic because it's the constant, re- the constant recycling, which runs, which leads to my next concept that Gnosticism talks about. And Gnosticism go in on this topic, and I can't say I, well, I say I fully agree. It's the concepts of good and evil, as we have talked about it. Those are moral concepts created by man. They are not real. Say it again. I said the Gnosticism talks about good and evil as moral concepts created by man. They are not real. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That's. We, for example, we see killing people as evil, right? Just killing random people, but eliminate the bias from the equation. Wouldn't not killing the animal be seen as the same thing? Wouldn't that not be the same thing as evil, whether it's for your survival or not? Mm-hmm. And with that logic of that everything is evil that kills something, you, the universe itself would be evil because the universe, uh, okay, uh, supernova blowing up. And then the the, the uh, impact from the supernova killing other stars and planets, right? Mm-hmm. Would that not be seen as evil or darkness? Everything goes in that cycle, right? Last time I checked, people said plants was alive too. You killing plants, right? <laughs> you mm-hmm. asked him about his family, right? Because they're not screaming, that means they they just okay with me dying, like right. And I think that when you realize that there's no such thing as good and evil, it just is, you can understand that, like, because of humanity, we have developed this sense of good and evil. Because, again, if good and evil was a dynamic, not dynamic, was a static concept, you couldn't debate whether something was good or evil. Mm-hmm. If, it's, if it's set in stone, you can't, you can't, you can't, it wouldn't be able to be changed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, we know everything needs water to live at the end of the day. Right, there's nothing that you can't challenge that because if Mm -hmm. you don't drink water or eat something that's gonna have water, you're gonna die. And there's nothing essential to all life, yes. Right, so if there's something good and evil, someone can say this is good, this is evil, and it doesn't change regardless of the situation. Mm -hmm. Right, so that's how you know these are concepts that are man made because, in that essence, you are evil by result, not even by chance. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Right, like the way they looked at it. The, the good and evil was a, a purely material thing, right? And the whole point of this was to transcend beyond the material. You feel me? So it's like discussions about that. It's like you already, without even realizing it, you may think you you being moral, but you keeping yourself caught up within the material. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And I think people really struggle with this because they're trying to use human thought for spiritual learning. You know what I'm saying? You can't, sometimes you can't be on certain levels and understand certain concepts or you have to change the way you're thinking, right? Because, for example, when you're talking quantum physics, you can't be thinking regular physics in that sense. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. you're talking stuff on a molecular level, on a microscopic level that operates differently from what you're able to view, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's like with this, on the spiritual level, looking at good and evil, it's like instead of seeing these as like you know the end all be all, they really just two concepts that is just necessary for 
the material world to keep running. You feel me? It's yeah. like, it's not. It, it's, it's like your labor. It's like the labor in, a, in like a work camp. You know what I'm saying? Fact, like it's something that you can't you can't really look at it as the most important thing, but it's necessary. You feel me? Like, in order for the material world to function, you have to have these two right. forces. It's like God and the devil. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything has to have that other side. You feel me? One cannot exist without the other. And when it comes to not even just spirituality, but a cult and just really learning yourself, you have to eliminate human thought. And when I say eliminate, I mean like you don't have to get rid of it, but you have to be able to switch your thinking. Like open perspective type thing. Like you got to be able to go back and forth, right? Mm-hmm. Like It's like left brain versus right brain. You got to know when to be logical, but you got to know when to be emotional and understand stuff. It's no different. But now we're in a world where we constantly use human thought or we have an oversaturation of the spiritual learning. And now you can't use logic and reason for when it's learned, because I believe that when you're doing, let's say you are doing spiritual thinking, right? You mm-hmm. have to still use some of that human thought to be able to logically break down. Because if you can see everything on the spiritual plane, but you can't break it down with logical reasoning or understand what it is, what's the point? You're just seeing stuff, mm-hmm. but you don't know what it is. Everything kind of go hand in hand. Right? And so Gnosticism also says that you're in a prison controlled by an omnipotent God known as the Demiurge, right? Mm-hmm. And the Demiurge, let's just say for uh, lack of a better word, let's just say it's an energy, right? And so to explain it better, let's look at uh, certain mythos. Uh, we're going to, let's say specifically Greek and uh, Roman, just because the stories I think are a little more known. Mm-hmm. So as we know, when it comes to like the, let's just say Greek mythos, right? The Titans yeah. were locked up in Tartarus, right? Okay. Which is pretty much your hell. Mm-hmm. But the gods, Zeus, let's just say Zeus, because he's the king of the gods, everybody worships him, correct? Mm-hmm. He wants you to worship him. Yet he out here killing, raping, mutilating, and manipulating all the people. Oh, yeah. But he needs all the worshipers. But the Titans are known, and they tell you in the midst of the Titans are way stronger than the gods with ease, right? Mm-hmm. But the gods are still sitting in prison while the people are worshiping Zeus, who is just toying with their ass, right? Mm-hmm. You know how many times Zeus interferes with the lives of people and ruins their lives or fucks up some shit, or he goes sleeps with a human and now his now his wife want to go kill the human and kill them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's you know that's literally like the story of a rat, like Hera turned a random into a spider just yeah. for to sleep with her. Hey, right. Medusa. Oh, facts, Medusa. It's a lot of like mischievous stories about the guys in Greek and Roman. Right. So wouldn't that not be similar to what's being displayed in the Gnostic text that there's an omnipotent God that you worshiping, but he toying with your ass. He playing with your, he, he's living off of your prayers and your worship. Right. Mm-hmm. But you still suffering. Think about how many times in the Greek and Roman stuff, just how much random stuff happened to them. They just begin to annihilate it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how many wars they be fighting in the guy's name, but the guy's sitting there watching you die or they still won't even help you. But they still want you to pray at the end of the day, right? So so another thing, remember Clash of the Titans? Y'all remember the movies Clash and Rise of the Titans? Yeah. So if you watch that movie, I remember it's specific scenes too where they tell you, hey, uh, don't call out to the guys. Don't pray with them. They say they live off that. They're going to die if you don't pray out to them, if you don't reach out to them, right? That's referring to the Demiurge. Because they also, the Demiurge had 12 archons that helped imprison you, right? And they said they feed through your... uh you trying to survive 
right? And they say that so essentially like they say every time someone is born, you have less uh, bodies, less dead in the world in the world of the dead. You bringing them out to it, so it's just a constant cycle that they feeding off of you with. If that makes sense, it's like the, the premise of almost every spiritual villain in media. Like they end up feeding off of the souls, or the fear, or the hopes, right of the people, of the damned, right? Yeah. What were you saying? I think you cut out for a second. I, I was just saying exactly. So it, it makes sense. Like just looking at the, the physical world again, you feel me? That's one of those things that is necessary in order for the physical world to keep that that energy. You feel me? It, it needs for us to be, I guess. Subservient to the force. Of yeah, it. exactly. Subservient, like preoccupied with that. So that we're not, you know. Okay, say, say, my say with the Pennywise first. My head with the Pennywise, we always talking about that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> let's, so let's say, look, say like the people of Greece had said, "Hey Zeus, why you keep torturing us? Why you keep? What if they questioned? You know what I'm saying? Because they would have fought back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they would have said, well, maybe the Titans were right to try to take over y'all. You see what I'm saying? You would pose those questions. You would do those actions, right? Because what we're doing here is like trying to make. The best the the best prison wine with only the stuff they give you in the prison. Mm-hmm. So essentially, what we're trying to do is make a better humanity instead of calling out humanity as the problem. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we say, I mean, times if people, it's funny because people say it so often. Ah, well, this is a simulation, or this reality isn't real, or there's this and there's this that. So why are you so obsessed with being the most comfortable version of yourself here? Like, not saying you can't be comfortable. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you're subservient to being comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Or when you make it, let's say someone's like, oh, my bill's late. Uh, This is late. Oh, this is happening to me. Oh, that is happening to me. And you just blaming it on, you find that you're looking for something to blame it on instead of saying, well, shit, maybe none of this shit would be happening if we didn't have to go through this, right? Because <laughs> mm-hmm. all we can ask ourselves is that's the end of the day. Because when people go through hard times, what do they do? They usually pray, right? Of course. They pray to this obscene force right because it feeds off of that so whenever you got shit going on you might get thrown the obstacle in your way and depending on how you handle that obstacle you might be like ah man let me go back to praying let me get over this hunch right mm-hmm. and so this is why Gnosticism is also seen as like the birthing of the occult because I think occult has a bad rep just because people see it as Satan worship right Mm-hmm. Which I think it, Satan, the actual Satan worship is like white people fucking around with some shit and it's being stupid. <laughs> but I think the aspect of Satan worship is realizing that you gotta look at it in a cosmic scope and you can understand what the what the uh what the concept of Satan worship actually was. So when you look at it cosmically, you can realize that okay, human humanity is this lowest form. If you if you look on a cosmic scale, being on Earth would be the lowest form, right? Because mm-hmm. if you got so you can go, you got space, you got the heaven, soul, spirit, all that. So being on Earth would be that lowest version of yourself, right? This would be your hell. So here, you were Satan, right? Mm-hmm. But it's only until you bring light down to hell, right? So which this is you acquainting knowledge and consciousness, you bring that light into hell. So now you're now you can oh now you can turn on the light. Now you can see. Oh shit, I'm in hell. It's like the movie They Live when the dude puts on the glasses and he looks around and go like, oh shit. All this shit say is obey, eat me, 
buy this, do this. I'll make you feel better if you buy this. If you do this, give me some money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? And so... Another pair of eyes. Right? And so then you will look at yourself and be like, oh, shit, I'm on fire too. Right? Because you realize this is the lowest level. But being able to see that this is the lowest level is the point. You're not going to get here like, oh, man, I'm in hell. Fuck it. And just give up. You realize, <laughs> okay, this is the lowest level. I can only go up from here. Right? <laughs> They're giving that perspective reference, I guess. And so, but you, but you looking at it like, oh man, I can go lower than this. How can you go go lower than this? What's worse than this? What's worse than having to wake up and shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What's worse than having to worry about things like that, right? What's worse? What's, oh, I gotta pay these bills. Oh, I gotta do this to make some money. And but people struggling to survive out here, right? Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing worse than that. Because when you die, you free of all them burdens, correct? Right, niggas in debt, niggas starving. Right, and exactly. they, these bro. And so, imagine when you die, you no longer have to deal with those. But other people alive still do. So, wouldn't this make hell? Wouldn't this be hell? Wouldn't this be the lowest level? Mm-hmm. It most definitely is. But I've always said this: when people die, that shit literally only hurts people who are still alive. Like death is low key the sweetest relief. Mm-hmm. Encourage nobody to do no stupid shit. Or like suicide or nothing, but like when your time come, I could imagine that's probably just the most freeing feeling, like sweet rest, right? Because imagine someone who's in constant pain on the day to day. Let's just say from a bad injury or they really sick. Death mm-hmm. would be death would be paradise to them, correct? Some people beg for that. Some people why you hurt? Why that. you hurting about? Oh, he's gone. Now. This person was like, bro, I was ready to go. Did you not see how I was living? I was ready to go. Yeah. You could do, and this is another thing. You could do. You could be the biggest saint of whatever religion you want to. You could still get hit by a car and be fucked up. Right. In that moment, where are you gonna say? Are you gonna say God wanted that for you? Why would He want that for you? <laughs> you was doing great, right? That sounds like a cruel motherfucker, if you ask me. It's it's, it, this death talk, it really back to like the core principle that. The Gnostics believe that the whole goal was to pretty much get in tune with that that spiritual source, which was just your inner light. Your mm-hmm. inner, and ain't do it your body, right? Like once you shed everything, that ain't the, the true purpose, like the true essence. What's next? And so you, you're correct, because look, like I say, when you in this hell, you're supposed to pull. You're supposed to pull. So when you realize you're in the darkness, remember, like I said, think about like Star Wars. They always see the light after they've been in the dark for a while, right? Mm-hmm. They, they don't re- they don't really get stronger till they did like went into the dark side a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And so when you pull on that negative polarity, right? That's that divine feminine energy. You can then use it to light up your surroundings, right? And so I think the thing with that, though, the contradiction is that you can pull on that divine feminine while we're here in hell, but you can pull on it too much. So you pull on it too much. Now you're walking around. Namaste. Peace and light. Mm, eat your vegetables. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, so, and so what happens is you find yourself trying to be a better human mm. rather than uh trying to get up out of here you see some shit and you're like oh man this shit fucked up well let me be the best human i could be and now you're talking to sky daddy again you see what i'm saying because you're gonna give it a you're gonna give it a new name though you're gonna call it all oh, the universe 
Oh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But in realization, if you if you walk around and you see, okay, let's say you pull on the divine feminine, but you still keeping that divine masculine with that logic and reasoning, you can use the two because everything's about balance, right? Balance is key. That's the bag make complete judgment, right? And that means you accepted the night and lotus, and you're using it to be god because if you when you give yourself the title as god what you're saying is i accept everything that comes to me and happens and i'm going to handle it you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's different people say i'm gonna give it to god it's like saying they throwing it away they ain't even gonna think about it. but really you say i'm god you say okay i'm going to accept this responsibility i'm going to sit here and fix it you see what i'm saying and i, I feel like like shift your focus to understanding that inner essence, you automatically take care of all the external human shit. Like you don't even gotta worry about being a good person. You know what I'm saying? All that, that like you said, namaste. You know, say all that peace shit. Because it's like you are gonna already be a peaceful person. You feel me? You ain't gonna right. crazy shit. Like you gonna you gonna wake up with gratitude. You gonna wake up, you know, joyful. Like you gonna you gonna see that it ain't no reason to be getting mad at certain shit. You know, like, bro, this is not even real for real. Like, come on now. You, you're going to be able to see through the bullshit. So it's like, you ain't even got to worry about getting uh, distracted by, I guess, the, the shit that, that glitter but ain't gold, if you Right. Right. Yeah. Well put. Well put. Because I'm going to say, when, you know, when you see people, you can see through the people that saying namaste and they just like putting on the act. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If they just <laughs> saying that they don't really believe it. Right, right. Like he just like, oh, namaste, or you know, my chakras this chakra. You know what I mean? Shit, what you doing? How you how you using them to get up out of here? Because the chakras still bound to the body, as long as I'm. So you still got to level up from that. You feel what I'm saying? How are you evolving your soul, nigga? Your right, right. And so that's how, you know that's that hotel. See through that shit, nigga. Telling you, well, you know the white man, man. Fuck up. What, what that what does it got to do with you leaving here though? At the end of the day, and not saying you cannot doesn't mean you still cannot talk about the subject and have conversation and dialogue. It's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying when that becomes a factor into how you move, you you lose sight of it because if we all if everybody here we all on the same level. Ain't no idols, ain't no president, ain't no none of that because he here too. So that means me and him are on the same level. Because I see you and you see, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I see you seeing me. <laughs> right. And so when you get that balance, you'll see that that demiurge energy feeds off of that feelings of doubt, that feeling of prayer. You ever you ever get lost in a feeling of doubt every now and then and you realize how much it drains you? It takes more to feel doubtful oh, than it do to yeah. be happy. Bro, mm-hmm. I, I, this is actually 100% facts. And I feel I feel like us as engineers, little majors, I feel like we felt it more than any more than a lot of people, if you know what I'm saying. You ever get that quiz or that test? It's a it's reading? a shock, bro. Especially when you first get into it, bro. You think I damn, I thought I was smart, but nah, bro. I might even change my career. <laughs> Immediately, like, first quiz, you see a little 54. Damn, man, you see a test. Say Dang, man, maybe I'm not cut off for this. And then if you ever sit in that feeling, think about how bad or how you do the same stuff for the rest of that class, right? Mhm. Cause you can you can let like a bad like ten minutes ruin the whole day. People do that all the time. Like, right. Mm-hmm. And you and you don't been governed by that energy. And so mm-hmm. what you and that junk is feeding off of that energy, right? We see mm-hmm. it in media all the time. We say our imitates reality, but then don't want to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's right. It's telling you they feeding off of that energy. Your sadness fuels them because they know you're gonna call out for help. 
mm-hmm. or you're gonna look for something other than yourself to help you. Not even something you're gonna look for them, goddamn. Right? And so, you know, and I've seen this firsthand, you know, I think what was this last last summer when I was in Florida, you know, I took a shroom, another shroom trip, and I remember seeing Shiva, right? One of the deities from Hindu folk or whatever, or at least that's how the, the spirit presented itself to me at Shiva. I seen the souls of people who was believing he was walking into the hand, he was throwing them in his mouth, eating them, popping them like can like perks. You know what I'm saying? He was four hands out. She was eating people like perks. That's crazy. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so that's just allegory. You know, I had to break that down for what that meant to me. But I'm saying, like, Shiva is how it presented itself to me. For anybody else, it might be it might be um Anubis, it could be whoever, right? Right, that's just how they might present yourself today. Stuff to them, it might be an alien to another nigga. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but for me, Shiva, I seen his four hands out for people, and it looked kind of similar. If you ever seen the movie Soul, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You seen like when he died, and he was like when he was in the darkness, and everybody was on the light, walking up into the hole of nothingness. Mm-hmm. And when he fell off, I was where he was at, and I was just watching the escalator of people walking to Shiva's hand. He was just munching, bro. <laughs> he was just feeding off of them. And I was like, look at him. I said, look at his ass. I said, he tearing y'all up because <laughs> y'all keep putting faith into the... And that doesn't necessarily mean it had people of all different races. It wasn't like a... I mean, they weren't racist at all. It was just souls going, lining up. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, this is the next part. He munch, poop, and shitting them out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Coming mm-hmm. right back. <laughs> so, I seen it firsthand that these things live off of you. Because if you're not giving them no power... This spirit, this energy cannot live, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why I was saying everything. When you say you God, you take him for responsibility for everything you do, you see, you go through. It's an extension of you. It's pretty much saying that I take control, right? Because right. So in that same sense, like a pro-humanistic mindset is just demiurge energy as well. So imagine like feeding kids in the community. It's a great thing to do. Ain't nobody saying it's not. But don't get the happiness that comes from that confused with the energy. Because look, you could you could be giving people food in the hood, and they can give them kale salads. Them niggas don't want no kale salad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. And so you could right. be doing some shit just to say, you know, this is something that we've done. And don't take the happiness as like, oh, thank you. You know, Sky Daddy blessed me to be able to do this. Because while you're saying that, there's another person that's a serial killer. And every time he kills someone, he praying to the same person. Thank you for giving me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that must be a moment. Right, I'm right. going to you a conscious, bro. Oh, my goodness. Right. I about it like that. But you right. Because this been show some serial killers who... Who praying before every murder? Yes, bro. He be like, "May may you separate his soul up there? I take him down here." Be like, "Yo, right." And but 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 and, but and our first reaction to something like that is, we don't we don't worship the same God. How? How not? How how is it literally possible? If he say I'm a Christian, and you say you a Christian, how is there any way y'all talking about this, this different deity? Mm-hmm. Your perception of it it doesn't doesn't change what it says it is so that that's what i mean by a pro-humanistic mind step can 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 stop you from essentially understanding everything that's going on because you're getting caught up in the the feelings of happiness the emotion and stuff right because mm-hmm. like i said you know a murderer be talking about some man thank you for this prayer and you've and we've seen stories where the people be like yeah i prayed before and some of them folks not be they don't be talking about be like you know jesus is who gave me this opportunity today you know what i'm saying <laughs> There's a whole lot of battles that have been killed for, for, for gods. Just like there's a whole lot of people that killed. 
and this could be a harder concept to grasp too. I can understand that. But let's say it like this. There's concepts such as each one teach one, right? Which is like, oh, help the community in this. But understand this. If there even had to be the phrase, that meant somebody ain't understand that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you come up with the phrase because someone needed to hear it. Somebody didn't know that. Somebody was dumb. Somebody was like, oh, word, we were doing that. I didn't know we were supposed to even be, you know, helping teach. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody just liked it and was like, all right, I'm good. Right, right. So I'm saying, like, let's say, let's say you in a village in Africa. If they had to say terms like, oh, each one teach one or as above, so below, that meant it was some niggas who were stupid enough not to understand or know that's how shit worked. Because you wouldn't have to say it if everybody know it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like when things are said without being said, everybody on one accord. You yeah. got to say it. They just, like if the vibe off in the room, the dudes look at each other, go. But then you got someone like, the vibe is off. They want to do, oh, word, I ain't even see nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Hey, quick, quick, quick tangent. Y'all ever seen like a, a really a, a place sign somewhere and you're someone on the sign you had never thought to do and it makes you think like, why is this sign, like what happened for this sign to be a thing? Yeah, yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, for, for example, I'm in a restroom, but I see here, please don't do a back up off the toilet or something like that. I've been looking here like, who the heck decided they want to do flips off the like the toilets and sinks? I'm like, why does it need to be said? Like, you just know that's not what you do in public. Like... <laughs> That's exactly my point. So when you're thinking about spirituality and stuff, when these, you know, come in one on this pro-humanistic mind step, there is people who is not on this level who probably not going to because you wouldn't even have to tell them not to do stuff. Like, it'd be some shit like, don't shit on the flow. Like, nigga, it's a toilet in here. Why would you be shitting on the flow? You you would think it's kind of like self-explanatory, like... But if it isn't, that meant someone was dumb enough or didn't understand, right? Mm-hmm. So that, that's that's the point I'm making with the whole pu- the, the pro-humanistic mindset or that humanism stuff. Because in that, you just feed in demiurge energy, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, if you have to say it, it was never happening, right? <laughs> it wasn't so, completely understood by everyone. Right. So when you get to these things like uh, religion, law, church, the powers, all this stuff, Imagine like you follow a, a law, you go to church, you listen to God, you know, you just like, and God's like, look at you, you a good human. Now going, now you going ahead and pray into the sky, daddy, so he can bless you with being having good behavior. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And think about that because all you're doing is trying to become a better human. What is that? How does that affect you? You believe that being a better human will take you to some place in the afterlife, right? But if you die, what that got to do with anything? You could be a bad human. That person's still going to think he's going to go to heaven. The murderer who was killing people said, well, I was praying to Jesus and he was answering my calls. Mm. Right? Yeah. And if you and in, in, in the story, you can repent for your sins, right? <laughs> and if you can repent in the story, how would anyone go to hell then, right? Yeah. Okay, then. So that's why I said earth is hell. This is the only level you find people doing such foul stuff, correct? That's why it's no point in even getting caught up in the, the conversation with good and evil. Like the focus needs to be on what's next, how to get there for yourself. Because if you don't, it's kind of it's kind of fucked up. But it's like no matter what you do, like you could be doing the most greatest calling in the world and still end up right back here. Right, as a lot of people do, because once you die. Leaving is a whole another story. You know what I'm saying? That's another detailed story, right? Mm-hmm. Leaving is, and while it's better to be gone and from this reality, to make sure you not come back is a whole different story, right? 
because we see many people come back and that can be broken down to as many as the stories, you know, talking about everything that revolves in the layers and the stratosphere and going all into that from the ancient Egyptian text, or even as simple to your numerology or astrology, all of that stuff, all that coincides, you know what I'm saying? It's necessary for them to come back. Some people need a couple. No, no, no. Exactly. You might have to come back. But when you realize yourself, like you said, every time you come here, you ain't got no memory of what you're doing here, right? For the most part. Of course, you can do things that awaken, you know, reactivate your DNA, etc. But just on the general stance, every time you come back here, you ain't got no memory of how you got here. No memory of anything. You don't really understand that this is the prison in that exact moment, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're here for. <laughs> you you in the blind every time and you're surrounded by people who all think that why is that so right so this is definitely so it's not everybody's trying to escape from this prison and just like you see in maze runner some people escape and get brought right back you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> some people get killed on the way they can't handle it so i think all that's allegory for saying some people okay they trying to get up out the prison but they get pulled back in because you, you ever see somebody that's actually learning some stuff doing the study stuff and they something happened in their life they got to go right back to how they was before all the time right you see that what happened what happened to you know the little chakra girl chakra folk what happened to, and then they back to uh praying jesus you see what i'm saying they start telling mm-hmm. you well you can do both you know what i'm saying <laughs> right it's all about escaping it but it's still method. It's method in the madness at the end of the day. And I believe the Gnostics understood this fully. So this is where you came up with the symbol known as the Baphomet, right? Mm-hmm. So like, that's what I, you know, y'all love that episode. So y'all already know how this goes. You know, the hands pointed this way, higher, higher polarity, lower polarity, all that showing both the, um, the masculine and feminine parts on the, on the deity is to show you, you have both of us, divine feminine, divine masculine. You need a balance between the two, right? Your yin and yang, right? And it's funny because as much as people will acknowledge that they will still get into petty squabbles about almost trying to separate the two while trying to tell you that, they just, that, that you need them both. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Are you talking about the energies? Yeah, yeah. Like when you're talking about divine feminine, divine masculine, some people still be trying to show like, well, you need more of this. Like, no, you need a balance. <laughs> That's that, the whole point. That reminds me of an episode far back when we said like people are like toxic, toxic masculinity. So you are so you're trying to paint it as if like feminine is the good one. So like you can't be toxic femininity because if one exists, the other has to exist. Right. If one if if there's one version, it's like I said, if there's a balance, there's an imbalance. There's a left. There's a right. So no matter at what point, if there's always this, there's always an opposite. There's, you know, that's the law of opposites. You know yes. what I'm saying? It has to be an opposite equal. Yes. Yes. Opposite reach reaction, law of cause, law of cause and effect. And when you understanding these things, it's also like understanding, uh, like when you go back to these mythos and these ancient texts and you're reading the stories, like I said, you have to be able to understand what's meant to be allegorical and what's meant to be realistic. Like when you see stories, like I said, the hawk and the snake are realistic stories but you in this day and age you probably not gonna see a hawk grab a snake in the in the in the urban city you know what i'm saying <laughs> so yeah. the story doesn't make sense to you so but it's because it's it made sense to them back then what you're supposed to do now is take in the allegory and understand the message mm-hmm. right 
You're not about to see alligators eating dogs and jackals and the shit no more. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is it a jackal or an eagle or something like that? You're not about to see them stories, no. You're not about to see a hawk following a jackal. You're not about to see. It's not the same day and time. So the story, while it's the same, the message changes. And you see this through culture because they change the story by changing the creatures, right? So, you, like I said, you got Cain and Abel and you got Horus and Set. Or Set and Osiris, right? But now mm-hmm. it's just now it's just people. Because they was like, I don't understand that. I, I ain't never seen that shit. <laughs> but if we make it people, it would make more sense to me. Because the message still stayed the same. Like the, like the example, I believe, Don gave. It's like 200 tellings of the Cinderella story in different ways yeah. across different cultures. Yeah, it's like 2,000 different stories of Cinderella. Something like that. It's a lot of them. It's a whole lot. Same right. message, different everything else. Right. And it doesn't mean the first one. Now, of course, you got some that's just people making up the story. But I'm saying you got the one that where it started, that's where the original message lies. But what it looks like is not going to look the same to you now because there's different factors that are involved in that now. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Gnostic teaching and Gnostic studies just really, I think, opens you up to the occult because it makes you ask the questions, why? Well, why am I going through this? Well, why do I pray? Well, why does he need me to pray? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> does he not, it is me not saying I believe in it. If they believe in it, well, why am I going through this? When you ask those questions, you can ask yourself realistic perspectives and being able to ask them without bias, eliminating human thought to an extent to where you can ask, you can do spiritual learning and then break down what you are receiving, right? Mm-hmm. But on that note, I think we brought, I think we brought a real great episode, honestly. Excellent. I love it. And, you know, on that note, I think we're going to close out. But, you know, make sure everybody, if you're here at this point, make sure you follow the page. You know what I'm saying? Get us some plays, all that good jazz. You know what I'm saying? We do this just because. But on that note, you all know the drill. Yes, sir. From men to kings. And from kings to gods. This has been Fresh Fair Entertainment. Peace, family. And reality. Ooh.